818-691-7406 is the number that you need to use if you have a comment or question and you want to bring it on live with us. You certainly can um, also Facebook Rodney and I um, privately, or you can post it on our page, whichever is, is okay with you. Um, Topic tonight, sorry, lost my, my concentration there. Part two, we're doing part two faith principles, principles to empower you for worldly and spiritual battles. So I'm excited. Um, this has been an exciting and interesting week for me. Uh, Rodney, I don't know if you got to hear last week. I think you did. I think you came, when you came on, I think I may have said it after you came on that I was starting this um, Heal Thyself journey with a couple of some here, uh, other places as well, and it's just a, it's heal thyself and longevity, and it's a sacred woman, a guide to healing the feminine body, mind, and spirit. And so, of course, I feel like I've been on this journey of of transformation personally, like for a very, very long time. Every time I try to pin it on one day, I think I. From time to time, I get to go back again and think, well, no, maybe that was the day it started. But there is one day that particularly stays in mind, um, and I won't get back into that. But during this journey, I've noticed that it seems to be, and I'm sure maybe for everybody um, at some point in time, it just seems like it's a con- it is a continual battle, but it seems like I'm missing something as well. And every time I get on this journey of of food, of what I put in my body, I know I've been here before. Like I noticed the difference in in how I feel. Well, the last time I did this, um, prayer, meditation was not incorporated in in it. That spiritual part of the the and fast. I'll say that too. So prayer, meditation, and the fasting, it was more of a changing my eating habits um, with the salads, you know, more green, more water, da-da-da-da-da. So this time with Heal Thyself, it is it truly is a spiritual journey, and it gets deep. Like, it gets really deep. Like, you, we are 3 a, we're praying at 3 a.m. in the morning together, the group of ladies. Um, we're reading the book. We're discussing the chapters daily at 7 o'clock um, each night. We are um, in it together, but also, and, and I thought about this, we are meditating, we're praying, we're reading, you know, God's Word. We're reading because, cause, again, this book is a spiritual journey. And so I thought about that, the difference, because it has, yeah, I've had a few little challenges, but my, I was telling the girl who's who's kind of heading this up. I said I feel, I feel like my why has changed. Like it's truly different this time, and it seems easier. And I'm wondering if it's because of the prayer, the meditation, um, the unity, the, the doing it together. So as I thought about that, I thought about last week's topic. And the five things that we went over last week, um, and in thinking, I realized that that it did one of the one of the I shouldn't say choices, but one of the principles um, were not 
about fasting. It um, it talked about being in the Word, and we're going to go over those briefly again, just, just going to throw them out there. But what I wanted to do tonight was also talk about, go into depth on the verses that the principles that we gave out last Monday. Talk about those principles, well, the verses, the, the, the verses in, from the Bible that those principles sent us to. In addition, add the importance of making fasting and praying one of those principles. And as I thought about that, I don't know how it was left out because, again, like I told you guys, I was I was coming from my Bible, which is the Spiritual Warfare Bible, and so I don't know how how we can leave those things out because of the importance of fasting and praying. And I personally, Rodney, think that that's one of our missing links as well, um, fasting and praying, when you think about how how important it was to fast in the Bible days. Um, so important that Jesus himself saw need to fast. And our word tells us that some things are just going to happen through that, fasting and that praying. And me included, like, I don't do it enough. And so this book that we're reading, it gets so deep into it that it says that we should fast when the seasons are getting are, are changing. We should fast on our born day, on our birthdays. Um, so it had me looking up, like, what day was I born on, the actual day, May 1st, 1968, and it was Wednesday. And so one of the ladies brought to my attention last night, actually, on our 7 p.m. call, that that was the day that I decided to start this journey because they started a little bit ahead of me. Um, and I said, told them, I'm not, I'm not mentally ready right now. I, I'm going to start on Wednesday, and I'll add my two days on the end. And so one of the ladies, she said, self-consciously, it's likely that, that you knew that. And I know that's, that's, that's out there and far-fetched, but it is, it's just God is so big to I don't discount anything. So that being said, Rodney, what I wanted to do tonight was, and I'll go over those uh, few things that we went over last week, and then the the verses that we're coming from, or those principles we're coming from, and then I want to add the praying and the fasting because, again, it has just been a blessing. I have felt more. I've not had coffee. Let me back up. I have not had coffee, you guys, since last, not this past Monday, but the Monday prior. I've not had coffee, and I've not, I've not freaked out. And coffee is my thing in the morning. Like, I, I, I need some coffee. And so, and it has been, that's the one thing that I said I want to completely um, during this time, I'm not ever. Rodney, you hot tonight, there, honey. Who's trying to get you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's email from work. Sorry, <laughs> I can't figure out how to cut it off. Okay, okay, um, okay. Where was I? Guess. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, the the coffee. I wanted to give up one thing during this time for sure. Like I wanted to make it my no go, and so, um. I'm not saying that I won't ever do coffee again, but I can't do it all is what 
I was telling telling uh, Jimmy, I said, I said, I can't have it all. I can't have coffee in the morning, tea for lunch, a Coke for dinner. I can't have it all. And it will be foolish of, of me to think my temple is going to function properly, even in the way that I think, even in the way that I serve God, um, even in the way that I see myself and others. It's like our bodies are just tired. Um, Rodney, you shared a story with me today, well, just just in a comment, I should say, and it made me think about um, one that I heard over the weekend where this grandfather was telling me that his daughter, and I I believe she may be 30-ish, maybe, 30-ish, early 30s, um, she's a new mama, and I think the baby is about eight months old now. And she literally forgot her baby in the car. And the grand, grandpa was telling this story that she got to the to the door of the store she was going in, and she realized, I don't have my baby. And the baby was in the car. And she turned back, ran, of course. But where are we? And as I thought about that today, where are we mentally? Are we so... Tired, yet we have so much, you guys. We have so much more than we had or that they had or even for her age than I had. Like there's there's something for everything now. We got microwaves. We got confe- confectionate cooking. I guess I'm saying that right. We have, we have things that we, we can do things so much quicker, so much faster. So we should have more time. To focus on God, which was number one. Focus your attention on God. Um, and that, that that came from or it sent us to Revelation 12 and 11. The num- second one was allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with us, with you. Um, and that sent us to Ephesians 6 and 18 and John 16 and 13. The third one was immerse yourself in the scriptures. And those are the three that we wanted to focus on tonight. The verse for that one is John 8 and 31. Um, the other two we can discuss possibly Tuesday. Um, I think I'm just going to keep going, Rodney. We'll talk about that later. But I'm just led to kind of keep keep going because we're we're in some trying times in in our battles. And as our episode info gives us that we as believers, we are constantly, constantly in some type of battle. And, yes, it, it's, it's how we look at it, um, how we put, how we focus on it or if we focus on it, all of that. But in some way, shape, form, or fashion, the enemy is after us. If you have, a, if you have acknowledged and know your purpose and you're passionate about that purpose, if you are trying to do what's right, in spite of, if you are taking up your cross daily and you are following, you're at battle. And if you're not, he's preparing. The The darkness of your world, this world, is preparing to take you there in some way, shape, form, and fashion. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming mindful of, of that in such a different way. It's like if it can say, just say if... Um, 
it seems like if they can if they can send us there, if if the darkness can send us there, it's gonna find that way. You almost have to turn your turn your eyes on, your spiritual world on so that you can see it, so that you can detect it and you don't respond or react to those battles, but more so give it up to God. So, Rodney, I'm gonna, real quick, I'm going to give those out again. I'm going to turn it over to you because I don't want to get too far into it. Um, but last week it was focus your attention on God. These are the faith principles to enable you. Um and the verse for that one was Revelation 12 and 11. And then number two, allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with you. And number three, oh, I'm sorry, the verses for that one was Ephesians 6 and 18 and John 16 and 13. The third one was immense yourself in the scriptures. And then that verse was sent us to John 8 and 31. And then I'd like to add praying and fasting, the importance of making those part of those faith principles as well. So, Rodney, I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> Sammy, uh, uh, I think you, I think you said a, a, a lot, and I want to, I want to go back to um, the beginning when you were talking about um, how you had made the changes, um, but you didn't include. I can't remember if you said the praying or the fasting. Um, or the spiritual part of it the first time. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, and I and I have to find the scripture, but I think that we forget when it when it comes to praying and fasting. There's a scripture that says some things only come by prayer and fasting. So you have to do both. And then um, there's a scripture that talks about how faith without works is dead. It's not good enough to just say that you believe in God or that you believe that God will perform a miracle for you or that God will move on your behalf or that you'll see a difference. You have to actually put some work behind or put some work um, alongside your faith. It's not good enough just to believe believing is the is the start but you contradict your faith when you don't do anything along with it for example if you believe that you can um be healthier as in as as in what you were describing earlier that's good that you believe that you can be healthy but if you talk about being healthy and then you do things like not exercise, eat a lot of grease and fatty foods and things like that, your faith means nothing because you're not putting the work along with your faith. There's a scripture, and i got to find all these scriptures, but um, even when it comes to prayer, certain things you don't even have to ask God for. Because it talks about it, I believe it's Matthew, how if you ask your earthly father for a piece of bread, he's not going to give you a stone. And so if your earthly father knows how to give you the things that 
you desire the things that you want, then how much more can your heavenly Father do for you? And so I think that when it comes to when it comes to faith, just remembering that you should believe, but also understand that you have to do some work along with believing. You can have a you can have a better life. However, you can't just sit around and talk about having a better life. What is it that you are going to do or what is it that you are willing to do in order to have this better life? Because God already equipped us with the necessary tools to fulfill our purpose. The only thing we have to do is focus, is seek him, is find out what it is that we are supposed to be doing or the things that we want to do. God will give us the desires of our hearts if they are in his will. He's not going to go against um, his will just because you say that you want something. And what I found in my own experiences is that if I want something and it's not in God's will, I'm always happy with the result because whatever it is that I was seeking if I don't get what I was seeking, I always get something better. And so the important thing is to remember to to seek him, to, to actually go after um to 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 go after God and and and, and it doesn't mean um that you have to um and I think I said this a few weeks ago don't don't mistake your relationship with God with your relationship with the church because there are people in church there are people who go to church every week who are empty who have nothing and that's another thing um faith is, uh the scripture that says faith is the substance of things hoped for substance right but there are people who are empty and they can't understand why they don't have anything to stand on, but they don't have the substance. And so that way it's easy for them to be, you know, hot one day and cold the next day. And so the last thing I want to go back to that you were talking about, Tammy, as far as us being able to seek God and focus God and how we should have more time now because of how easy things are um, for us now or how quickly we can get things done. I remember um, when I worked in a warehouse back when I was in college, and this lady was always complaining about how, you know, she wasn't making any money or if they wanted her to do more than they needed to pay her more. And she was always complaining about how much we got paid. And finally, one day, this guy said, you know what? They could give you $3 more an hour, and it still wouldn't be enough. And I think about that in terms of what you just said. It doesn't matter how easy we have it. It's still not enough. Because the bottom line is, People are going to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, and how they want to do it. If people really wanted to pray, they would pray. If people really wanted to read the Bible, 
they would read the Bible. We find ways to do the things that we want to do. And the things that we really don't want to do, we find an excuse. We find some kind of way to be distracted. And us being able to um, get more or get more done quickly, it just means that, you know what, if I was able to, before all of these advances in technology, if I could get one to two things done in a day, now I might be able to get five. Okay, cool. Next time I get a chance, I'm going to try to get that, get get done with six. As long as there are opportunities, we're going to keep finding ways to get things done. You have to have that self-motivation to spend time trying to fulfill your purpose. Otherwise, you're going to continue to be distracted by the cares of this world. And, Rodney, it seems, um, you know, I think about my my, my grandma and my great-grandma and all that. Um, not perfect lives for sure, but God was their life. God, God's word was their life. They're focused. Mm-hmm. No matter what, and and like I I know I know without a doubt. Matter of fact, I <laughs> believe I heard my grandmother say this. Like she would have walked, and and church was far away. She would have walked to church if she needed to, because that back then was their their fuel. That that was they know that there was a need for God, and it wasn't about the building. It wasn't about the pastor. It was for them. It was God's house. This is where I go to fellowship. Not that they couldn't, you know, do it at home, but it was something about even being able to hear people testify of the goodness of God, like how God has brought them through and what He did for them. To as a little girl, I can remember hearing those stories Sunday after Sunday, prayer night. I could hear these great, this, this, these great stories about this great God just making miracles happen beyond miracles. And we don't hear that today. Like, we don't hear about the Holy Spirit. It's hard to, no, I won't say it's hard. We choose to focus on, on the worldly things, which is which is one reason that we are not equipped with the faith principles to endure the battle. Um, I, the ver, one of the verses, and I actually had this on my list for the end, but I'm going to bring this in now since we're talking about the praying and the fasting. It's uh, Mark 29, and I'm going to go to 28, go back up. And when, he, when, and when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, and this was about Jesus casting out the demons, why could, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind, this kind, can come forth by nothing but praying and fasting. And so praying and fasting opens a whole nother world up as it relates to our relationship with God. It creates an intimacy. It creates um, a relationship that that you're able to hear and receive without, without asking. Because most times when we go into prayer, it's a selfish kind of prayer. Lord, I ask, Lord, bless me, Lord, I need this, as if God does not know what your needs are. I feel praying 
in the sense of meditation of just God, what is your will? You know, show me me. Show me as, as it as we talked about last week. And I wonder, you know, we had we had a good little amount of people on last week, and I wonder how many people wrote this 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 prayer down or even spoke it the the week after. You know, show me my attitudes. Show me the negative attitudes, the habits, the feelings, the behavior that I need to change. Because I promise you guys, when you change, when you see who you really are and what needs to change about you, the way you see your battles are different. The way that you see people is different. The way that you see the world, different. If you if if someone can move you or if someone else someone else's actions or lack thereof and I'm not saying people don't rub us the wrong way, but if it changes your life, if it change alters your attitude to the point where you can't shake it, then check yourself. What is it? What is it? And and I tell you sometimes the answers will will put you on your knees. They should. The answers should put you on your knees because the more you grow in you, the more you take up your cross and you follow Jesus, you will realize I can't even help you pick up your cross because I still got so much stuff on mine and I've been taking up this cross for 50 years. And I, I, so I can't help you, but I can pray for you. I could go in this in meditation for your battles. I could I can be one of your and we're not going to get into the fifth one um, this week, but I can be that Christian that you hang out want to hang out with so that we can encourage one another. But I can't carry I can't pick your cross up for you and I can't carry it for you. I can't make you want to get it. And so. The, some Again, some things, and I, and I hate that this wasn't in there. I shouldn't say that. I don't hate it because time, time, it's, 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 now is the time for this. Hopefully somebody got something out of last week's show to where they applied it this week. And I hope you did because, you guys, if, if you're coming here on Tuesday nights and you're leaving and not thinking about what we say until you're back, back on, it's then because we don't normally do we don't do a lot of part twos. So if you went this whole week, ask yourself why. Because it's easy to we get so caught up in doing, 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 going, 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 becoming, becoming, becoming. And where is it getting us? So real quick before I turn it back over to you, Rodney, I wanted to faith as I talked because. Tonight's topic is faith principles to empower you through the battles, spiritual, worldly. And I think that one of the biggest battles of all times is the battle that we have with ourselves, with all the self-talk that we, we do about whatever. But I, I ask myself, faith, because that's something that I have, I feel I've been challenged trying to understand faith. Um because there's there's the word that says you know if you have the faith of a mustard seed da 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 you'll be able to do this ask in faith and you shall receive da 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 so if you get to the point where you 
you ask or you pray for things, and they don't happen as you, the outcome is not what you expected it to be. What does that mean about your faith? And so for me, this is how, because I've had lots of those prayers, and so it will, for me, it will leave you questioning your faith or did. And so as I think about it, to me, faith for me is believing first, believing that my God exists, our God, believing in his word. But more so, it is trusting that, trusting that, trusting his choices for me, trusting the outcome. So if I pray for something, it's like you said, Rodney, if I pray and the outcome is not as I prayed for it to be, I still trust you, God. While I don't understand, and I give I give credit to that as well, still, she's told me, while you, you may not understand, Tammy, but just trust him. Through it all, just trust him. No matter what. So if I if I pray for A and Z happened, that's a lot of lot of letters in between. Still, I trust you, God. And to me, faith has become that. I, I'm I'm gonna pray. I'm going to ask, and I'm gonna ask for it the way I think it ought to be. But since I don't know, I'm not God. That I, and I don't have the control over my life. I have to trust God. I have to get to a point where I put those prayers out there, and they're yours, God. You can have them. You 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 can handle them. I can't. I can't. Principles. Again, the topic: faith principles to empower you for the for worldly and spiritual battles. Principles are just rules, beliefs, ideas, knowledge, wisdom to me that we allow to guide us. That we make the choice because as Rodney said, I can say I want to be healthy. I can say I'm tired of feeling like I'm feeling, but if I still go in and I want to eat fried food, sweets every day of the week, what do I expect? What should I expect? And why am I praying? And what am I praying for? That God, oh, I'm, I'm gonna eat this, but you take all this stuff away. I mean, really? Faith without works. Really, we and, and to me, that's that in itself is um, discipleship for God. Like being able to control our 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 ourselves to deny that flesh. Because yes, is it hard? Like I I I'm fixing coffee for people. I'm walking by people drinking coffee. I pass by Stella, my daughter-in-law's. Um, coffee today. She came over and made her a cup of coffee, and it's, I walked by my table, and it's as if that coffee just went right in my mouth. It was so far up my nose, <laughs> and I wanted it so bad. So I'm having to deny my flesh even in the smallest way. Coffee. So think about the big things, those really big things. So it is Preparing yourself, like we can talk about the worldly battle, worldly and the spiritual battles, but you guys, if we cannot control ourselves, or if we don't, if we cannot deny our flesh, I'll say that if we're not working daily to deny the flesh, then the battles are already lost. Like let's forget about it because 
our focus is on winning the battle when we sometimes don't know exactly what the battle is. And so I think that if we come back to just trusting God, picking up that cross, being obedient, putting our focus on God, allowing the Holy Spirit to change us, to change our heart, to guide us. When's the last time we heard? I mean, if, if you're listening and you have a pastor that speaks on the Holy Spirit, please call and give us his, his or her name because I don't hear it. I, I don't hear talk about the Holy Spirit, although the Holy Spirit sent back to guide us, to teach us, to teach us, to teach us. So, again, number one, focus. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, to teach us, and then immense ourselves in Scripture. Today alone, I woke up today and got in my own world, and it was 5 o'clock before I got into my into my word, like literally, literally. Yesterday I did much, much better. And should that happen? Absolutely not. Why? Because that is my source. And every time I do it, you guys, I feel like I'm like a fool by, by 2, 3 o'clock. And that's how I was today. I had to come back home. I, I got to go home. I can't. It's like people, and I had several other places, important places that I needed to go, but I couldn't handle it. Like, I felt as if it was, I was taking on everything. Like, everything was hitting me to the core. My eyes were sensitive. My ears were sensitive. My heart was sensitive. I just had spiritual sensitivity. And and, and I think it's just God saying, you know, on those days, you can't do this. You can't handle this world on your own, in your own. You can't. And I can't. I can't. I can tell every time that my focus, that I don't wake up with my focus or, or asking God to be part of my day, to be my guide, to lead me, protect me, um, all of that, I lose my focus. I lose it. I lose it. I lose it. Right, I'm going to read one more thing, and I'm going to turn it over to you. And this came from my Jesus calling um, in his presence. It's enjoying peace in his presence every day, I think it is. Um, and this was November 30th, 30th reading. And it's Problems. It's titled Problems, a Part of Life. It reads, they are inescapable woven into the very fabric of this fallen world. You tend to go into problem-solving mode all too readily, acting as if you have the capacity to fix everything. This is a habitual response, so automatic that it bypasses your conscious thinking. Not only does it not only does this habit frustrate you, it also distances distance you from me. Do not let fixing things be your top priority. You are ever so limited to your capacity to correct all that is wrong in the world around you. Don't weigh yourself down with responsibilities that are not your own. Instead, make your relationship with me 
your primary concern. Talk with me about whatever is on your mind, seeking my presence on the situation rather than trying to fix everything that comes to your attention. Ask me to show you what is truly important. Remember that you are en route to heaven and let your problems fade in the light of eternity. And the verses from that was Psalm 32 and 8, Luke 10 and 41 through 42, and Philippians 3, 20 through 21. Um, that blessed me because I am that way. I will take everybody's problem, mine, everybody else, and try to help them fix it. And that's what I meant by I can't help you with your cross because every day I'm realizing the more I take off my cross, it's like the more people pin on it. So, Rodney, over to you. Tammy, um, I have a question for you. Um, what if there is somebody listening to the show tonight and they want to um, do the things that we're talking about? They want to be focused. They don't want to be distracted. Um, you know, they want to... They, they they want to turn things down. They want to move away from things, move away from things or people that are not um, good for them or for their spiritual journey. But they just don't know how to get the process started. What would be your advice to them? Um, meditation, reading their word, um, and, and let me back up. First of all. We have to give ourselves a break, meaning um, we're not perfect. God is, in my opinion, not looking for perfection, but looking for those who know that he is perfect. And through him, we can do all things. And so I would say the first thing, which is the first thing we gave out, make God your focus. Because you, you, you can't do it in your own on your own. It's hard to give up people that we've become um, attached to, no matter how good or, or bad they are for us. It's hard. It's difficult to let go. I can't let go of people that I, that's a part of my world without God in my life, without my focus being on on God and not the people, not the thing, not the feeling. Because guess what? They those things come and go. Those feelings will come and go even after you master it. Even after you get to a point where okay, God, I think I got this. Those feelings, those thoughts will come. So I would say read your word more. Don't 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 squaddle about I don't have time, da 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 because let me tell you, you do have time. So read the word, pray, and meditate. Those will be, and, and and find somebody. Find a person that is there or on that journey. Because I think another thing we do, Rodney, is we 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 um like with the, with wanting a, a wanting to feel better. You know, I can say I want to feel better, but if I continue to eat the bad stuff. You know, what am I going to get? The same, if we want to grow, if we want to change, we got to let some things and some people go. We just have to. 
It doesn't mean that people are, 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 are bad, da 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 They're just not on your journey. And that's that's by saying you just gotta you gotta you gotta ease up on yourself and accept what is and stop being getting caught up in feelings and ask God to show go in meditation and prayer just about you. Maybe that will help. Show me me, God. Let me see my angles. Let me see myself. Let me see my heart. Let me see my thoughts and help me. I want to change. I want to get in touch with my emotions and my feelings and and be in control of them through you. So, Rodney, that will be pray, fast, meditate, read God's word, and get somebody in your corner. Get somebody who's on the on that journey as well to be to help you through. I'm going to tie that into. Um, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you said that, Tammy. Uh, because I'm going to tie that into um, going back to the to the the titles and uh, for those of you who haven't read the show description, it says Part Two: Faith Principles to Empower You for World Worldly and Spiritual Battles. And Tammy talked about meditating and praying. And in Matthew, the fourth chapter, uh, verses one through eleven, it talks about how Jesus had just finished fasting fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And the first thing that happened after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, it said he was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So he was led. He was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So he was put in position. He was pushed in that direction. He was led. He was guided into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, if you think about it, the one thing that is going to be obvious is that you are hungry. I don't know I don't know anyone who can go forty days not saying that it doesn't exist. But the after forty days of fasting he was hungry, but he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the first thing the devil said to him was If you are the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. Now, think about this too. If you fast, turn down your plate for 40 days, and you're doing nothing but spending time with God, and you're fasting 40 days, can you imagine where you are where you would be spiritually? That's a whole another level or probably multiple levels. But because he had fasted and he was led, he was ready 
for the attacks of the enemy. Because the first thing he did was he tempted him. He went out to his hunger. Right? And then uh, the second thing, he said, cast yourself down. And then the third thing, the devil offered him all of the kingdoms of the world. But here's the trip part when you read the scripture. The devil, on more than one occasion, said, if you are the son of God, then do these things. First of all, the devil knew that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus knew that. But the devil knew that. However, he's going to play games with it. Oh, if you're the Son of God. But you know what we would do? And I think we've talked about this before. We would feel the need to prove that we're the Son of God to somebody who knows that we're the Son of God. We would feel the need to prove that. If you aren't ready for the attacks of the enemy, he is going to play tricks on you. If you're not ready, the enemy is going to have you second-guessing who you are. When they know who you are. You won't be ready to face the troubles within your family. You won't be ready to face the troubles at work. If you, if you allow yourself to be overtaken by worldly things, you're not going to be ready. And people will have you second-guessing yourself. They'll know who you are. They'll know. People will have you trying to prove your love to them when they already know that you love them because that's what the enemy does. And if you're not ready, you're going to find yourself stagnant, can't move forward. Why? Because you're so entrapped with things that don't even matter. But the important thing in, in all of this, if when you read the scripture, it said after the after the last thing in verse ten, Jesus said unto him, Thee hence, Satan, for it is written that thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him on, him only shalt thou serve. Now after he withstood the temptation of the devil. Verse 11 says, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. We can't get to the part where the devil is leaving us alone because we continue to allow him to keep us busy. We allow the devil to keep us occupied, whether it's our, our, our mind, 
whether it's our, our physicality, whether it's our spiritual life, we allow the devil to keep us busy. We allow the devil to entertain us, or we allow ourselves to be entertained by the devil. So if you feel like the devil just won't leave you alone or the, or, or you constantly feel attacked or under scrutiny, then ask yourself, have I resisted him? Have I resisted temptation? Have I done the things that Tammy mentioned as far as meditating and praying and done other things like um, think positive thoughts? What What's keeping you grounded throughout the day, throughout the week? What's keeping you? And so if you, if you haven't gotten to the part where the devil has left you alone, it's because you continue to entertain him. And he's not going to go anywhere as long as you allow him to be comfortable. And then after the devil left him, it says, Behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Notice the angels did not come and minister to him until the devil left. But he had to get through the temptation first. And he didn't do anything. If you if you read the scripture, he didn't do anything. The devil was quoting scriptures to Jesus. And Jesus came back and said, yep, that, that is true. But here's what it also says in the Bible. And see, we, we, um, we talk about the things that happen to us in church or the things that happen in church, right? But nobody can trick you or fool you if you know the truth and you exercise it. Nobody can trick you. And then you don't have to prove anything to them either. Tammy, sometimes I I found myself in situations where people were saying things that I knew were not right. And while I could have stopped them, I just let them go on. Because sometimes it's okay for people to think that you don't know. What's going on? It's okay. But allow yourself, and I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting anybody to fast or or do anything for 40 days or 40 nights. That's not what I'm saying. But allow yourself the cares of the world or the, or the, the distractions of the world. Allow yourself to do that. Whether you start off with five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, just allow yourself to do that. And it doesn't matter how you do it, but find that quiet time. Because otherwise, you won't have anything to fight with. Back over to you, Tammy. Wow. Um, you know, Rodney, I. I we most of us don't have anything to fight with, um, and that's I 
think that's also taken us out as far as we've, we've given up. I think we, we've given up. And it's, it's sad because as believers, um, I'll say disciples for God, for, for, for God's word, people, you know, we're here to, as the scripture says, and I don't remember exactly which one that is, but we're here to heal the brokenhearted and, and, and help set the captive free. But if we, how do we do that if we if we continuously we are continuously brokenhearted and in captivity, like continuously? Because do, doing this, taking this walk, doesn't mean that we're going to be um, battle free. It's totally the opposite. Um, however, we still should be able to keep our peace. Stay intact. Know that we need to pray more, okay? If this is happening, I'm going down on my knees more rather than on social media, on the phone, talking to people who really can do nothing. You know, yeah, it's okay to talk to people. We need those people in our lives, as we said. But some things, as we've also said, some things happen only through prayer fasting because that in itself we're giving up something fasting um, I believe gets our puts us back in balance eating the proper food puts us back in balance it opens or allows for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us live in us guide us teach us to, to know his will. And if we're not doing it, if we're so consumed with this world and the things of this world, then the battle is already lost. We might as well throw in the towel. And that's what I think is happening as well, that we're so consumed with things and people and the ways of this world until God, his word, is last on our list, if it's on our list. So the, let's look at the, the verse for, um, well, number one from last week was focus on, focus your attention on Jesus Christ. And it gave us the verse, Revelation 12 and 11. And that verse reads, and they overcame, and I believe I'm reading all these from King James Version, um, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to death. And I focused so much on, and they loved not their lives to death. Rodney, I think that we're in this I, 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 me, me, me world, like everything we think is about us, um, or it should be like we are. We think we deserve um, everything and everybody's attention. Um, that we can, we are prideful. All of that, like we are, we're so self-absorbed to the point where, like it says in Romans, that we we worship ourselves. We worship the creature rather than the creator, how can we win a battle? How 
I don't even think we're fighting the battles. I think we're just, you know, taking everything. I was I was in the grocery store and I was thinking about how how much things have changed food wise. Like prices have gone up, yet we get so little. Everything is going up, but everything in its size and its quantity is decreasing. And I was thinking about, you know, again, this is when I told y'all I had to come home because I'm, I'm serious. I'm, like, taking it all in. Spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, heart, everything's on to the 10th power. And I'm in the store thinking about economics, you know, how supply and demand and how we should, we should not be in the state that we're in in this world, but because we're so distracted and we're so complacent, we just take whatever and then we complain about it, but we do nothing. We're not willing. It's kind of like that thing, Rodney, like we're not willing to, if it's just a thousand people called and said, turn my cable off, y'all charging us too much. Boy, that what a difference in pricing that would make. Cell phones, if we said no more, we're going back to beepers and house phones, <laughs> you know, what what would happen? But we're so distracted and so consumed till we don't even think about winning or losing the battle. It's like whatever. It's compl- we can complain about it, post about it, it's all right. That fed my emotion. That, that, that fed me for a minute. So that verse, and they loved not their lives to death. When it when it's not about you anymore, but about your focus is on God and <laughs> is doing His word. You know how do we how do we how do we do His word if we're not in His word? How do we do His word um, or not do His word or not focus on Him and go to number two? Allow the Holy Spirit. How can the Holy Spirit? have his way with us if our focus is not on God? How can the Holy Spirit have his way with us if we're not immersing immersing ourselves in Scripture? So for number two, um, it took us to Luke. Was it Luke? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me go back because I did have one more for uh, the focus in Revelations 12 and 11. It led me to Luke 4 and 18, and this is not part of part of the principles that we gave or part of the scriptures of the principles that we gave last week. But Luke 4, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised and 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 I think we are, are a bruised society we are um brokenhearted society we cat we're in captivity and think about that we're we're still in captivity still there waiting for god to 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 do something to waiting for god you know, God's waiting for us to step in the in the, in the sea so He can part the way, and and we're waiting for Him to part the way so we can step in there. All while not praying, all while not not reading His Word, all while not letting the Holy Spirit guide us. So the battle is already lost. It's already lost if we're not focused on God. If we're not, if we don't, if we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit that there is a need. For the Holy Spirit 
that we need to be guided. We need to be reminded of the word every day in every situation. And how do we do that? Number three, immerse ourselves into scripture. So number two gave us, and I'll read it, read the verses for number two, and I'll put it, put, I'll give it back to you, Rodney. Number two was about the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with you. Pray throughout the day. Let the Holy Spirit show you negative attitudes. And I, I fell in love with this last week, Rodney. Um, let the Holy Spirit show you negative attitudes, habits, feelings, and behavior that need to be changed. So, see, it's not about somebody else. It's about us. It's about you finding out what needs to change in you so that you can, so that you can allow the Spirit of the Lord to be upon you, like it says in Luke 4, 18. So you can be anointed to preach the gospel. So you can heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, help the blind recover their sight, set at liberty them that are bruised. So we can, and it's just not happening. We just don't have people to call on, to pull on. I think even about our elders um, in the, the book that we're doing, The Heal Thyself, talks about how um, the elders, the older people got back in the day, I mean, the more they fast and prayed, and, and even back in our day. And I think that's where that wisdom came from. It just seems like older people used to have such wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God, of just the pure essence. And Rodney, you talked about substance, about people just not having substance. I look at that as having the characteristics, the fruits of the Spirit, the characteristics of God. What are those? Like the Word says you will know them by their fruit. When's the last time we've seen a fruitful person? And I'm not talking about fruitful in dollars and things like that. Just a loving disposition, just just a spiritual disposition, just Fruitful in all the ways that matter or that will matter when we when we come before God. So I'll do uh, num- the scriptures for number two, uh, which was allow the Holy Spirit, and I just read that. It sent us to Ephesians 6 and 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And this this um John sixteen and thirteen, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew them things to come. And the word also tells us that we, work, we are to worship in spirit and in truth. And God is seeking people who are willing, who are capable, who are able to worship him in spirit and in truth. How can we worship him in spirit if the Holy Spirit, if we're grieving the Holy Spirit, if we're teaching ourselves or following our own teachings? Although it said, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was sent to teach us 
all things, all things, and remind us of everything that was told to us. So how can we how can we win those battles? How how will we be able to do like Jesus going up and imagine that forty years as Rodney talked about? I mean forty days. Talk how 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 would I be after forty days of this? How would I be if I was led? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have trouble getting through the day. I fight my way through. So imagine you think if you come off of 40 days, you're, 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 you're thinking a meal, you know, you, you should, this should be a party for me, God. You know, let's do this thing. I did it. Yet God says there, there's more. Let's, 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 let's do this some more. And, and it's interesting to me that even after fasting for the three, the seven, the 21 days or whatever, you have to gradually get your body back into food. You can't just come off of it and start eating um, what you want. You have to gradually get your body back right to to get back into this worldly way of 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 eating and even doing life. You know, because it does, it, it opens up a level of consciousness that is beyond explanation. Like, you, there are no words, and, and I shared that with the ladies last night. I said, the feeling this time going through this, unless you're there, I can't explain it. And if I did, you really wouldn't understand unless you've been there or you're there now. It's, 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 it's a sensitivity that is beyond words. And I got to see that again today. It's like everything, like it's right there on you. And what I did not do today was I did not prepare for it. I had a breezy kind of day yesterday, breezy. But I did my 3 a.m., I did my reading before I got connected to this world. Rodney, back over to you. Yeah, man, I think I think a lot of um good information has been given out of uh uh this show and I know it was uh, last week too and I wasn't able to go back and listen to it yet, but I I, I will though. Um Psalm one fifty and six says, Let everything that have breath and you t- you just touched on this, let everything that have breath Praise the Lord. So anything that breathes, the Bible says, let it praise the Lord. But when it talks about worship, it says they that work that it says that God in John four twenty four, God is a spirit, and therefore if you worship him, you must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't just worship God however you choose. You must do so in spirit and in truth. So any other way does not work. So in order for you to start to build that relationship with God, you must understand that you must separate yourself or separate from yourself 
And you must understand that when you when you go to him, when you worship him, there is nothing to lie about or there's no reason to lie. There's no reason to be ashamed. And really that 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 time that you spend alone with him is your time to be free. That's your time to be free. That's your time to let it all out. If you are embarrassed or ashamed to be um, in the presence of God, it reminds me of Adam and Eve when they ate the fruit after they were told not to do so. Because remember, after they had done what God told them not to do, all of a sudden, they were hiding from him. There's there's no reason to hide from God, and you can't hide from him anyway. But there's no reason to hide. And remember, God judges the heart. That's what God looks at. You you might you might not make the best decisions, but when it comes down to it, God is focused on your heart. And there's a scripture that says it is impossible to please him without faith. So if you are struggling with your faith, just know it only takes a little bit. It only takes a little bit. It's funny how, uh, Tammy, it says in the Bible that without faith, so if you have no faith, it is impossible to please God. But if you have a little faith, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a whole mountain. So that it, there's a very thin line between faith and no faith. If you have no faith, you can't please God. If you have just a little bit, you can move a mountain. That's how important faith is. That's how crucial, that's how key faith is. It doesn't take a whole lot to move God. It doesn't take a lot. And you can build on your faith by continuing to believe in him. And remember, not only believing, but putting some work behind it. Because as you believe and things begin to come to pass, your faith strengthens. Your faith grows. And that's how you go from the milk to the meat but you have to start somewhere. And don't, one of the things um, that I feel like, one of the mistakes that we make is that we compare our lives or our relationship with God or our walks with God or we, we compare ourselves to other people. Don't do that. Because there are a lot of people who are good at putting on shows. There are people, like with the story of David when he was anointed king, 
There are people who you might think have it all together, or you might think the one that God wants, or that's the one that God wants to use, and it may not be that person. When it came to um, David becoming king, the first person that, that 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 they put up to 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 be anointed king was his oldest brother, and God said, "I rejected him." So don't look at people and say they have arrived or they are where they're supposed to be because you don't know how God views them. You don't know how God looks at them. And God will take the least or he'll take the smallest or he'll take the person that we think is irrelevant. He'll take the person that we think doesn't matter, and he'll elevate them. And all it takes is a little bit of faith. All it takes is a few minutes of your time. All it takes is a kind word or a good deed. That's all it takes if your heart is in the right place. Because, again, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus just wanted to eat the crumbs from the table, and he was satisfied. The rich man who had everything, he died and went to hell. He had everything while he was living on earth. But the Bible says that when he opened it, when he opened his eyes, he was in hell. He lifted his eyes in hell when he died. So you can chase after these worldly things all you want, but it doesn't mean anything for your soul. It doesn't mean that you're going to have peace. It doesn't mean that you're going to be free. There are millionaires, guarantee you, who are living in bondage. There are millionaires who probably wish their lives were different. And I don't know about in Tennessee, uh, Tammy, or um, I know we have people in Georgia and Mississippi, um, but in this area, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and, and Maryland, So many kids are dying, overdosing on drugs. And these are not kids in the projects or the trailer park. These are kids who live in mansions because there's no happiness. Their parents have have so much money, but their parents can't buy them happiness. Their parents can't buy them peace. Parents can't buy their way into heaven or buy them a relationship with God. And all the money in the world isn't keeping them from wanting to end it all. I know that there are a lot of things um, that are around us that look good, 
they might sound good, they might smell good, but focus on those things that are going to get you through the tough times. Flat, flat screen TVs are nice, but what are you going to do when you can't pay the cable bill? What good is a flat screen TV when you can't pay the cable bill? What good is a two-car garage when your car breaks down and you can't park it in there? What good is it? But things like wisdom, you can always put to use. Things like love will work in any situation. That peace that surpasses all understanding will work in every situation. Kindness, gentleness, those things always work. You can always apply them. The monetary things have their purpose, and then that's it. I remember um, a lady was talking one time, and she had all of these awards and trophies and certificates from her childhood, all the things that she had done. And she had done so many great things growing up because she was active as a kid. Even when she got that middle school, high school, her diplomas, everything. They were all in her parents' house in, in, in uh, Louisiana. And then when Katrina happened, guess what? None of that stuff mattered. It was all gone. It didn't matter. She worked her butt off. And the only thing she has to show for it now is a memory. Because it's all gone. So focus on those things that are long-term. Focus on those things that you can, that, that, that will still be good 30, 40, 50 years from now. Stop worrying about the things that are here today and gone tomorrow. Back over to you, Tim. Um, so I guess here's where we are. The, the lines are, are open, you guys. We're going to get ready to bring it to a close tonight. Um, so the lines are open. If you have something, a question or a comment, um, Join um, this heal thyself. Um, I don't know journey. I guess is what I call it. And you don't. I'm not the organizer of it, but but she did ask us to tell anybody to um, get involved. That that they certainly can. Uh, we're on day. Oh gosh, well I'm on a different day than they are. I think I'm on day. Six, seven as of tomorrow. Um, it has been very helpful for me um, in the sense of just I don't know the seren- the serenity of it, just the 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 connection, the spiritual connection, not just with with the other ladies, but with myself more importantly, which allows me to be open to the Holy Spirit, it allows me to be more focused um, 
on this journey and doing this journey. So, you guys, we have to have, and, and I rarely say have to or, um, you know, make something solely based on one thing, but we need the Word of God. We need the Word of God. There is one thing that all religions have in common, and that is fasting and praying. I guess it's two, but fasting that we we all, um, as as you know, we have all these different types of religion, but we all have that in common: the need to fast. And so we should be doing that. A great way to start Wednesday is 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 I just learned this last night that it's a good thing to fast on your born day. Um, and you know, I'm I'm so out of trying to figure out. Um, is this is this true? It's not saying I'm going to be open to to all things, and there are some things I will research. But this is a lady, who this author who who came from sickness, who felt like they were going to put want to put her in a bubble because she was allergic to so many things and taking so much medication, and changed her eating habits and and changed her world, changed her life. And so what are we putting in our bodies? And how is that contributing to our mental illness, to our fatigue, to, as I said, having someone, a mother, a mother. When I think about my sensitivity as a mom, and I was a young mom, I mean, Brandon could move into bed and I was gone. Didn't need an alarm clock, didn't need anything. I was gone. <laughs> That's how sensitive I was. But maybe it's because I wasn't so consumed. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have cell phones, or if, if we did, I didn't have it, you know, and all these things that keeps our mind. And it is, it is necessary to silence your mind. It is simply necessary. We must not treat our mind like it is a machine, nor our bodies, because it will eventually run us down. you got to love your mind. you got to love yourself. you got to love your body. you got to give your mind space to endure silence. And you will become more connected. Like we will, you will, you will see such a difference in your life. So I'm asking you guys to 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 not just hear us tonight, not just hear us last week. Ask yourselves these questions: Do you? How do you focus on Jesus, on the Word of God? How do you? Do you? If not, how can you? Go back and listen to last week's show. Listen to this week's show. And you don't have to take everything that we said. Go in deep. Rodney asked the question, what would we tell people? They're saying, I I just don't know how. I want to. I need to. Find your way. Go in deep with that. God, I'm here. Show me me. Show me my negative attitudes, my habits, my feelings, my behavior that needs to change. 
So, number one, focus on Jesus. Do you? Are you? Will you? Do you want to? How will you? All that. Whatever the question becomes for you as it relates to focus. And number two, allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with you. Are you doing that? Or or are you grieving the Holy Spirit? Find out what that means. I remember when I looked that up for the first time. It's been some years now, but are you allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way with you? What does that look like? How is that working for you if you are? If you're not, how is that working for you? Make this personal, a personal journey. We're embarking on a time where people are going to be making these New Year's resolutions. Don't wait till January 1st. The time is now because the deeper you, the more days you add on, the more days you're adding on to the journey back to that, to truth. And number three was immerse yourself in Scripture. Read your word. Are you reading your word? What do you do when you get up? What do you do? Is the first thing you do is think about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media, your smart TV. When you wake up in the night, are you waking up to get on Facebook or the Internet or or whatever it is? What are you feeding your mind with? Because what you're, we have to learn to have, to be sensitive or to be mindful of our ears, our eyes. Our mouth. One of the things in this 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 journey is um, maybe I should fi- try to find that one and read it, and I will. Um, we didn't get into number four or number five this week, but we did add fasting and praying. And I think one of the 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 best ways to end with that, um, and again answer the question. Create the question, answer it for yourself based on your life and what you're doing now. But one of the best ways to end on that particular one is some things happen only through praying and fasting. And I don't want to miss out on any. I don't. I don't. I don't have to know what some of those things are, but whatever they are, I don't want to miss out on them. And I think we're so burnt out and consumed. We we don't have the energy, just like the mother who didn't have the, the, the <laughs> I don't know what the word for it is, but to get to Walmart door, and, and I probably would have came back and quit everything that I was doing, job, everything. I can't do it no more. Something's wrong here. I cannot imagine that. We're we're in hard times when it comes to our spiritual walk, and it shows. It shows we didn't get to go over the 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 chart. And right now, I need to send you this chart, and I will tonight. Um, and maybe that's something if 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 we can, we can go over. It was it next week, but it was um, this chart that kind of lets us see at a glimpse. Who's ruling? And not that Satan will have the final say, but if you look at the way of the world, it has to tell you who we're following or what ways we are following. It's God's grace, mercy, redemption, all of that still available, and is it still there? Yes. But if you look at 
the way of the world today, people, it'll tell you who we're serving, who we're seeking, whether consciously or unconsciously. So let this don't 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 take this in and do nothing. And we're good for that, me included. Like everything we need is within us. You've heard enough. If Rodney and I never do another show, you've heard enough from us over these past few years as 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 we have from ourselves as well. Be able to <laughs> put some action to it. Faith without works, as Rodney said. Faith without works. What is that? What does that look like? So don't wait, you guys. Take a day. My day tomorrow, and y'all pray for me. And I mean, those of you who, who are praying people, pray for me because my day tomorrow, I'm shooting for water only. Water only. My Wednesdays. And my 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 next week, Wednesday, water only. And I hope to be in my words. I have some things to do, so I have to get out. But I want to stay in my word. I don't want things before me that don't speak for where I'm trying to go. Positive mindset. No darkness, no negativity that I embark upon myself. TV. If I watch something, it's going to be something that builds me up that teaches me another way. So that's what my Wednesday looks like. And it's, it's, it's I'm sure, uh, uh, we'll see. But that that's what my Wednesday, I don't want to put the negative words on it. Um, but keeping it real, um, it's going to take, it's going to take praying and meditating and fasting and, I mean, you know, that, that giving of myself, which takes us deeper in. So y'all, I'm literally asking for prayers. Pray for me. If you think about me, pray for me. Just send send a prayer up. Um, I don't have any announcements, um, really. Hopefully I'll have, I I think we're going to come back next week. As much as I want to go away and do my own thing, I'm just led to keep this coming because I just think that we need it, you guys, that we're in a different day and time. And we are losing ourselves. We're losing ourselves, which means we won't have anything to give those who need something from us. We don't have anything to give God who needs nothing from us. But we need everything from him. We are nothing without him. So let this, I don't know, let this feed your soul. And, again, if you're interested in the Heal Thyself, let me know, and I'll connect you with the lady who's doing it. And we'll go from there. So, Rodney, um, I think that does it for me. I'm going to turn it over to you and let you do your thing. Take us out however you please. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, uh, the last thing I'm going to I'm gonna share, Tammy, is Matthew, the 10th chapter, uh, verses 39 through 41 in the text. Um, in fact, I'll just read 39 um, and 40. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth, loseth 
his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So just keep in mind that it is okay to separate yourself or be willing to give up those earthly feelings or those earthly desires just so that you can have something greater in the end. Be that person, and I don't know if you call it nearsighted or farsighted, but be that person who can see beyond today. Be that person who can see the long term. Be that person who wants more than just a quick fix. Be that person who wants that meal that comes out of the oven and not the one that comes out of the microwave. Because the one that comes out of the microwave, we know, yeah, it might sound like a hurricane is going on in that microwave, but that food is going to be cold in less than two minutes. But food that tends to be cooked in the oven stays warm a a little bit longer. So be that person who who is patient. Be that person who um, you don't have to have everything today. Be that person who's willing to put the time in and put the work in and make sacrifices and that be that person who can be disciplined because there is a greater reward for you if you can do those things. Um, it's, it's nice when people are complimenting you because you have certain things or because things have been happening in your life, but it's so much better when you have that joy that nobody can take away from you. When you when you when you have those things that are on the inside that the world doesn't get to dictate. Because if you buy a car and you skip a few payments, guess what? It's gonna it's gonna be taken away from you. But once you have knowledge, once you have wisdom, once you have understanding, those things cannot be taken away from you. So keep that in mind and focus on the bigger picture. Uh, Tammy, any announcements? Um, not well. You know what? Let me give one out. I do. I do. We are with Gator Consulting. We are gearing up for a lunch and learn session for couples, and it's going to be around Valentine's Day. In addition to that, for right now, um, if anybody is looking to purchase a gift for someone, I know Christmas is a time where people start buying all these things. And as a matter of fact, I was telling Jimmy today that these people out here buying all this stuff and they look so miserable, kind of like Valentine's Day. But you see the people with all these boxes and they just don't, they do not look happy out shopping. People just look miserable. And so that being said, the best gift that you can give someone, whether they reject it or not, because people are not into um, finding out more about themselves because that, that that's something I need to change. Like we do need to make personal changes. So the best gift I gave to myself was, Understanding the gift of understanding myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, the woes, the crazy, all of that, and figuring out a way to keep what I needed to keep 
and grow that, but be a big girl and realize that this little girl is not perfect. This woman that I know today was not perfect, but there was perfection in understanding and accepting that. So the best gift to give someone is the possibility to understand themselves. Why? Why do I respond to the world and to people and to circumstances in this way? Who am I? And that was something we always say we know who we are, but no one until I figured this out for me really asked me the question, do you understand yourself? And that is a difference. That being said, if you are looking for the perfect gift to purchase someone, contact me. We will be um, selling gift cards, gift certificates that you can give people for Christmas, um, and they'll be able to go on and take the uh, personal analysis on Gator Consulting. We'll, we'll send them the information and send it to you. But contact me if you just want to know more about it before deciding to purchase. I'll give you the information. You can make a decision. Call me back if need be. But... Um, the personal analysis, they're $55 each. I try to turn no one down. I'm no longer giving away assessment, personal analysis. I'm not giving them away. So I don't turn people away. That means I will work with you on cost because this is greater than money to me. Um, even if it means I give it to you for what I, ha what I have to pay for it, I make nothing but I gain everything by helping others, period. But I'm not giving anything away free anymore unless God says so. I'm sorry, because it just doesn't help people. So that's, that's my announcement. If you're interested in learning more about the Lunch and Learn for Couples or having one in your area um, for couples, let me know. You can contact me, 901-830-6088, or by Facebook. Um, I don't really do the other one, so Facebook is the only way for right now. Or you can text me at 901-830-6088 or call. And you can also contact me through Gator Consulting, G-A-I-T-O-R, consulting.com, or through butterflyevolution.org, however, whichever way. So that's my announcement for now, uh, Rodney. Thanks. You guys, please, please, please support. Um, and if you um, if you get a chance um, and you you are able to support, don't just stop it right there. Please connect Tammy with uh, your friends and your family members. Um, but definitely uh, support. I'm not <laughs> doing anything um, at the moment except for uh, working. <laughs> Uh, my one job and, and trying to be a dad and a husband, but um, maybe some point in 2019 or who knows, I may even take a little bit longer. I do uh, plan to eventually uh, finish my book and, and release that, uh, the novel that I'm working on. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really um, been, been working on anything else. Um, but at some point, I, I, I will get back um, get, uh, to doing uh, speaking in engagements and things like that. But uh, for now, uh, 
there there are more <laughs> there are more important things going on in my life uh that 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 require a lot of a <laughs> time uh uh and so until uh Tamari and I get to a point where um we have we have Nadia uh situated in a routine I probably won't be doing a lot in fact what's funny Tammy is that I I get emails all the time about um, attending this or attending that, and, and and in some cases they they are free or they are fully funded, and I'm just like, eh, no, nah, I can't do that right now. Um, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because when things do pick back up, uh, it, it it will be the right time and it will be uh, some really good things happening. So. Um, but definitely in the meantime, please reach out to Tammy and, and support wherever you are. I can assure you, you will not be um, disappointed uh, because if you're looking for somebody to be honest and straight up with you, uh, <laughs> Tammy is definitely the one. And, and um, she also takes her work and her craft seriously. So please, please, please support the same way you guys support the show each and every Tuesday. Until next week, uh, please have a blessed week. Please be safe. Stay warm. If you're uh, in the path of some snow, uh, make sure that you are um, in in a good position. Don't don't wait until the last minute uh, to try to uh, get ready, but make sure that you guys are being safe out there. Uh, we know that it is the holiday season. And while I'm on that, Tim, I do want to share this real quick. Uh, be careful, even with your good deeds. And I have to say this because uh, Tammy um, here, well, not far from here in Baltimore, I don't know if you heard about this, but in Baltimore, um, a few days ago, um, this lady was um, was in the car with her husband and I believe one of her kids, and this lady was asking for money, um, as we've all seen numerous times and she put her window down to um to give the lady money and next thing she know this dude came up and stabbed her to death so please even in your in your good deeds uh be be watchful be prayerful um and i'm not saying that to scare anybody but i'm just saying that this this lady set out to do something uh really nice for somebody and the next thing she knew uh uh, she was being stabbed to death. So uh, just be mindful. Um, this is that time of year where people get a little crazy. Uh, so just keep that in mind. But until next time, be blessed, everyone, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Good night, everybody.
But I know 